We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. The difference in the petition of prayer and between that and intercession is you petition God to do something. Now, in a prayer of intercession, or in a prayer of thanksgiving and praise, or in a prayer of praying God's Word over a particular situation, I have not asked God to do one single thing. If I were going to pray for a certain individual, or for certain ministry, intercede for them, I'd go praying something like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the eyes of their understanding shall be enlightened. They shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And I bind the powers of darkness and I cast down spiritual wickedness in high places. I render them harmless and ineffective against that certain individual or that ministry. And I proclaim that the Word of God shall have free course in that ministry in the life of that individual. And I proclaim that he'll not be deceived, that he'll be a anointed by the Spirit of God, to hear the voice of the Spirit of God. And I break the power of satanic oppression over that ministry now in the name of Jesus. And I call it down. And I render it harmless and ineffective against them in Jesus' name. Now, what have I done? I have not asked God to do one single thing. I have taken authority over that situation with the name of Jesus and with the anointing of God's Word within me and have prayed the perfect will of God over that matter because it is the will of God for them to be delivered from Satan, from his deception, and from all that he'd bring against them. But I have not asked God to do anything. If I did ask God to do something, I wouldn't have to ask him but once if I believed him. But you see, you could pray the prayer of thanksgiving and praise over that, even if I were to pray and say, Father, I ask you to send some individual across this fellow's path and minister the Word of God to him. And I proclaim now and believe and release my faith that he will be born again, receive the Word of God and be born again. Or if I prayed for a certain need to be met in my life, and I petitioned God to meet that need. Then the next morning, I would get up and say, Father, I thank you that yesterday morning at 9 o'clock when I prayed, I believe I received, and thank God my need is met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father, that because I've sown bountifully, I do reap bountifully, and my God has made all grace abound toward me. And I thank you, Father, that my need's met. I praise you for it. Now, see, that's not vain repetition. Because it is giving God praise and thanksgiving for what I believe that he's done for me. Now, you see the difference in the prayer petition. We ask God to do something, and we don't pray and petition him to do it anymore. Now, I know there's some of you saying, well, I just believe I'm going to pray like I've always prayed. Well, just go ahead. <laughs> if your prayer's working, that's all right. But if your prayer life's not working, you better change it, I'm telling you because some of you are in deep trouble because you've done some things wrong. The petition is asking God to do it. And if you believe it, you don't have to ask it but once. Now, if you pray it in unbelief, ask God to forgive you. Go to the Word of God. Study God's Word till you find out what God said about it. Then you pray what God said about it. Release your faith and believe God to do it. 
But over in the area of intercession, you haven't asked God to do anything normally in intercession. I don't ask God to do things in intercession. I take authority over the principalities and powers. And I pull down the stronghold with my faith and the authority of the Word of God. So that's the reason that we should understand that it's all right to continue to intercede over a situation or pray in tongues over a situation because when you pray in tongues, I'm convinced that you're praying the perfect will of God and that would be praying the Word of God. So you could pray God's Word over a situation continually. Everyone that asketh receiveth, he that seeketh findeth, to him that knocketh it shall be open unto him. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? If he ask fish... Will he give him a serpent? If he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, are natural, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Now, one other writer says, how much more shall he give good things to them that ask him? Now, you see, he's not talking about asking and keep on asking a petition of prayer. Let's take a look at this from another angle here. When I was teaching on this in a certain city, there was a man said to me one night, we were having a sandwich after the service at a restaurant, and he said, Now, Brother Caps, I know what you taught tonight, that you ought to just ask once and believe God. But he said, Now, what about the man that went for the bread at midnight? See, I hadn't just taught on this scripture, but I had taught that we ought to believe God and release our faith when we pray and not ask but once in a petition of prayer. He said, the man that went for the bread at midnight just knocked and just kept on knocking and kept on knocking at that door until the man came and gave him some bread. I said, would you turn to that and read it to me? I can't find it in my Bible. Well, no, he said, I really don't know where it is, but he said, I know that it says that. Well, he didn't know that it said that because it didn't say that, see. He thought that it said that. He thought that somebody said they heard somebody say that. And he probably did hear somebody say that. But it's simply not truth and it's not in the Bible. Now let me point out to you, in this story that Jesus tells, it says nothing about this man knocking. Now I know some of you looking at your Bible right now. You just knew that it said he knocked. No, it didn't say that he knocked. He might have knocked. But the Bible does not say that he did. Now, see how you can read things into it sometimes? The only thing that would infer that he knocked is where Jesus said, Knock, and it shall be open unto you. But he didn't say that this man knocked. Now, let me show you what Jesus is portraying here. Persistence of faith is different than persistence alone. When you say to persist in something, that means to just keep on. But now, when you say persistent faith, you've changed the meaning of the word. It means to keep the faith all right, but it does not mean keep on praying. Because if you keep on praying the same prayer, you're praying in unbelief, and that would prove you didn't have faith. Persistence of faith is to pray, to ask one time, believe God, and just stand there until you receive. Now, see, I'm convinced this man only knocked once if he knocked at all. He might have just went to the window. He said he went to a friend and said. See, he didn't say that he knocked at all. He might have gone to the window and said, Hey, I need some bread. And the guy said, I'm in bed. And uh, my children are with me in bed. And I'm not going to get up and give you any bread. Jesus said, Who would have a friend like that? Well, no one would. 
But you see, the fact was the man gave him as much as he needed because of his importunity. Now, why was it? Because he just stood there, and he stood there, and he stood there, and he stood there, and he stood there till he opened the door and gave him some bread. And I'll tell you, this is what Jesus is teaching you in this story, is to pray and stand your ground and stand there and stand there in faith. Persistent faith is faith that asks once and just stands there and stands there (laughs) until you receive. Now, when you get a hold of that, it'll change the way you're doing some things. Importunity. Now, here's the thing involved here. The man said he will get up and give him as much as he needeth. Why? Because of his importunity, because of his barefacedness, because of his boldness. Not because that he continually knocked. He did not continually knock. You cannot even prove that he knocked at all. But because of his boldness or barefacedness, or we'd say his brass. In other words, the man that got up in this story that Jesus is portraying, said this in so many words. You know, that old boy had enough faith in me that he believed that I would give him bread even at midnight if he came to me. And he said, I can't disappoint a friend that has that much confidence in me, that he has boldness of faith to believe that if he even comes to me at midnight, that I'll get up and give him bread. And he says, even though he would not do it because he's his friend, Yet, because that he had the boldness to come and to stand there, the man got up and gave him as much as he needeth. Now, I tell you, that's important for you to understand. Now, again, let me bring in here just these last couple of minutes about Balaam. You see, people are always talking about just keep on praying, keep on praying. Now, here's the classic example of a man that prayed twice about the same thing. Now, I haven't done a study on it. But I think you'll be hard put to find where very many people in the whole Bible ever prayed twice about the same thing or asked God for the same thing twice. Balaam did, and he liked to got his head cut off. He asked God, could he go and prophesy, you know, go with the people and prophesy? And God said, don't go. You're not going to go. The next day they sent some more people, more honorable, and offered him more goods. And he said, I'll go ask God again. And God said, go on. And on the way, there was an angel of the Lord that met him and fully intended to pull his head off of his shoulders. Why? Because he had doubted what God said the first time. Now, this is a classic example, and I believe that this should give us some concern about continually going to God about the same thing. Importunity of prayer is to pray, ask God for whatever it is, that we believe him for, release our faith, and stand our ground in faith until we receive. Oh, you can thank God and praise him for it, but don't go back and ask him every morning for the same thing. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Trust you've been with us all this week. Trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. This is the last day for CD offer number 7231. It's entitled, Fighting the Good Fight of Faith. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. The good fight of faith, that's the only fight that's worth fighting. You know, the good fight is a fight that you win. And if you're fighting for any other reason than the faith fight, then you, you're going to lose if you're fighting the devil, you know. I hear so many people talking about, well, I've just been fighting the devil all week. 
Well, why didn't you rest in what Jesus has already done? He's defeated the world, the flesh, and the devil. And he's given us his word and his promise. You have the same promise of God that Jesus quoted to Satan on the Mount of Temptation. Just tell him what is written in the word of God. So you proclaim what the word says. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 6 says, Without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. James 4.7, James said, Submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So when we're going to fight the good fight of faith, we must have the word of God. Because I hear so many people talking about they're going to kick the devil's teeth out. They're going to stomp his head, you know. Well, no need to do that because the Bible says that God breaks the teeth of the ungodly. So he's already toothless. But you know, some people so soft and pliable, he can just gum them to death. Now, you need to know that you get the Word of God in you, and you pray scripturally with the Word of God, and you resist the devil with the Word of God, he will flee from you, fighting the good fight of faith. Offer number 7231, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.